You are about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up to the minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com for your questions to be read on air. Broadcasting live from the great Commonwealth of Virginia. God, it's so good to be back. Shawnee, is that you over there? It is me over here. What's up, guy? How's it it's going? See, how you doing, guy? It's been a minute. It's been a half a minute. It really has been. But God, man, football is back. It is, yeah. Hall it's of Fame back. game tonight. A lot has happened since since we last uh, blew the dust off these uh, these microphones here in uh, in our beautiful after further review studio in Ashburn, Virginia, but I, in, and maybe it's a thing that as you just get older, it becomes much more apparent. I I have never felt in the last few months quite the effect of how fast time seems to be flying. I don't know why the last few months, for some reason, just seems to have been a blink, like an absolute blink. We last had a show in June, and so we decided to take a couple weeks off. Sean was doing some traveling. I was doing some traveling. And um, the rest of the NFL were doing some traveling. <laughs> uh, so really, uh, it didn't stop the news cycle uh, from from churning on, as they say. But, John, I got to tell you, dude, um, this summer has flown like exponentially. I, I remember being in grade school. I remember being in middle school and feeling like the time that I left school on our last day to – like orientation, like getting your schedule parent teacher night. Right. Uh, I remember thinking that was just a blink. Um, but man, this, this summer has just hit differently. I don't know about you. Am I wrong? Am I feeling it differently? I, can you believe it's already August? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, at times it seems like it's flying by at other times it doesn't. So I think I'm kind of, I'll stay in the neutral You're zone somewhere there. In between, yeah. Somewhere in between going and gone. Um, you've been doing some traveling recently. Is that correct? I have. Yeah. I was uh, down in Florida with my girlfriend and then went to her house in Georgia, Georgia. Um, best thing about where she is in Georgia is, you know, where you and I have grown up in the Virginia area our entire yep. lives. Uh, traffic is terrible out here. It's, it's, it's awful. It's really, really bad. And it's not uncommon up here to put in your GPS. Like I need to go three miles away and it take like 35 minutes yep. especially especially out where i am in arlington oh, as you get it's closer embarrassing. yeah as you get closer to dc uh down there it's you'll put in you know something in your gps it's uh, 40 miles away it takes like 35 minutes like a normal <laughs> a normal drive so yeah i'm like man, maybe i could uh, see myself out here in uh, in georgia country <laughs> the land of the pines down uh, there. yes yeah, so uh yeah i was down there and then went up to boston to uh, visit family yeah um went to a red sox game which is always fun um yeah we really had a good time we had 13 people sitting on the uh green monster and uh they're oh, that's yeah, right. you some, and a bunch of family right yep some of my mom's cousins Tremendous. and uh my girlfriend was there and uh my brother my younger brother and uh, my mom was there as well so yeah it was a lot of fun it was uh, it was tremendous. really a great time it's great yeah did some traveling myself uh went to the outer banks for the first time in um i would say 15 to 20 years honestly. really haven't been to the outer banks in eternity uh, but we went down and got a house, uh, my family did, in Duck. And that was awesome. It was so fun. We had our, our family from Ireland fly in, and uh, they joined us as well. They literally flew in from Ireland, got uh, picked up from the airport, and just straight down to the oh. other banks, which was just, I mean, an absolute well, it's like the, They had, like, the layover at Dulles, <laughs> and oh, then totally. the rest is in the car. But yeah, my dad my dad picked them up in the uh, big cozy van, and they uh, they donked off to sleep, and... Uh, 
and they came in late night, but it was just great. Couple days down there and just a uh, ton of fun. Brought brought the little man. Um, he'll be 18 months old. Mm. This uh, the 23rd of this month, which is just nuts to think. Um, but to see him down there have some fun and and, uh, and Anna had a great time. It was just it was great. It was great. Uh, pinnacle uh, pinnacle summer down there. Uh, Mid July we went down. So so that was great. Um, it's been a good summer. Been a good summer. But you can you can. You can just there's there's a feeling when football's back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a buzz. Now I live about eight minutes away from the training facility, and um, obviously with the recent sale of the team, um, there's an energy of football that I I can't remember quite feeling. Um, I think the last time I felt this excitement from fans from people around this area about football being back, especially. Now the commanders uh, with Dan Snyder um, getting the boot uh, since probably 2012 with RG3. And um, before that, I don't remember. <laughs> I genuinely don't. Now, let me ask you this. There's a famous picture going around where you had last year with Dan Snyder as the owner when training camp opened. There were yeah. like two guys in lawn chairs. <laughs> and then you had this year with the new ownership yeah. team. You had just a packed house. Yeah, people 10, like 000, reaching 10,000. 10, now, is, is that actually true? Or because I'm always skeptical, like pictures are just a snapshot in time and you don't know when they were taken. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that how it is? 10,000. So back to I think it's like back together Saturday is what they call the first Saturday of training camp. Okay. Which the NFL, um, they uh, don't actually uh, limit tickets for training camp. Basically, they just stuff people in there. Um, and they they had 10,000 people there at the park on Saturday, which is nuts. Now, there's there's usually limitations, right? You have a specific amount, maybe five, 6,000 um, people for a given week. They'll, they'll put out free tickets. You're able to claim them. Um, but on, on, on Saturdays, on that first Saturday, I think they call it back together Saturday. Um, it's just come one, come all. And it was, <laughs> it was bedlam. Now, did you do that a lot as a kid? Did you I go did. training camp? My training camp, uh, first memory was 2004. Um, it was Gibbs coming back the second time, Joe Gibbs 2.0. Um, it was the year that Sean Taylor was a rookie wearing 36, um, big safety out of Miami. And then 2005, I went 2007, I went. Uh, I've been down to Richmond a couple times for training camps. I I, I loved um, training camp was such a big part of my my childhood love and and like formation of just falling in love with football. It, it just was uh, to go out there and see those guys and interact with them and meet them and and get their signatures and talk with them and um, just really formative stuff as a kid doing that. So training camp is always so important. I've always found it's so important for fans because it was so important for me like i just loved it i don't know have you done a training camp before so 2014 the patriots did a joint practice right. down in richmond that's right uh, i don't even why why did they do richmond you're gonna have to yeah dude you know what johnny you probably have as good an explanation in you as i do <laughs> all right uh anyways the uh then redskins at the time uh trained in richmond for how many yep. years did they do that did a few years i believe it was um 2013 it was the year after Robert Griffin's rookie Well, no, year. this was 2014. This was the year we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so it was 2013 they oh, started. Oh, well, then they started. And they okay. all the way up to... Um, 2020? Yeah. They, uh, COVID um, was the first time they did training camp in Ashburn since 2011. Okay. So, um, and they just never went back down there. Anyway, so the the Patriots did a joint practice because they played them the right. first preseason game. So we saw went down there, saw Brady, Edelman, uh, Vince Wilfork, uh, Malcolm Butler at Big the time. Vince Wilfork ha- had no idea who Malcolm Butler was until he made that interception uh, later that season in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, um, did that one? Did he make some money on that play? Oh, <laughs> if I was Al Michaels, I would. Uh, um, what would you call that? Copyright. Uh, oh yeah, the, and the pass is intercepted at the yeah. goal line. I would. It's like the uh, let's get ready to rumble guy. Oh, just, yeah. just you know, Michael make money Bruce off Buffer. of that. Yep. Yeah, Michael yep. and Bruce Buffer. Yep. yep. So yeah, that that was my first training camp. Unfortunately, I I just live too far away from the Patriots, yeah. and you know, I, it really is kind of for kids. I would say, you know, if you go more out than there, anything, yeah, if you go out there, I think, um, I think the important part is is obviously the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the grown ass adults that are out there leaning over to get signatures from, from people younger than you. Um, I, I mean, I remember vividly a couple times just watching, yeah, I see this all the time, you know, when I'm there on game days, um, you know, you see, uh, 
basically 45, 50 year old adults like reaching over kids to get their their hat yeah. signed. And it's just like, dude, I'm going to need you to get a hobby or something <laughs> like learn how to play guitar. Whatever energy <laughs> is going into this, put it into like learning how to whittle Beechwood or doing something useful with your life, because whatever you're doing here, it's not it. Just it's not it. The other thing is the players can can kind of sniff that out, mm-hmm. and it always makes for really awkward interactions when it's like you've got these grown dudes like, hey, hey man, Antonio, come sign this, and it's just like Antonio Gibson is, is such a good dude. He would just look at these guys, just like, come on, brother, like what, what are we doing here? You know, right. he always goes out and signs it for him, but it's just like, dude, just do everything but what you're doing. Yeah, essentially is kind of how I would put that. Um, but generally speaking, training camps are for kids. Like it's very very. I don't know, fan interactive. Not not the actual practice part, but I, I later. Would, I would more equate it to um I agree. I would equate it to spring training though. Would you say spring training is for kids? I'd say it's for people who want to be a little more interactive with the game, that's which would more tend what to be kids. Say. Well, that's more I what I would say. I, I know it's not oriented towards kids, but it sure. tends to be more Well, it's more you get the access accessibility for kids, right? And that's right. that's where you also get to see athletes with their guard down mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and they do more autographs, they do more selfies, oh, totally. they do more all totally. of that stuff. Whereas if you go to, you know, an MLB game, oh, they don't really not... walk around giving giving autographs. Well, no. And I mean, you know, I've I've been in you know locker rooms on game day where on game day guys will enter into a zone that mm-hmm. they will not snap out of. And and by the way, you gotta have that. You're a pro athlete. It's what makes John Allen a, 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 an all pro, right? When John Allen puts the helmet on, no one he's and by the way, this is nothing bad about John Allen. He's not signing any autographs. He's out there to kill the person in front of him. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would totally agree with you that it, it's important for kids to have that experience. But I, I think the cool part is um, I think it just it, it gives you – I don't know. There, there's also a part of tapping into you know your youth football days, your high school days, where – you know, you remember doing two days in high school. You remember doing you know summer tryouts in mm-hmm. peewee football. And in a way, it's what these guys are doing. They're doing the same thing. And the cool thing is, is you're seeing guys that are of, I mean, the the upper 1% of physical ability on the planet fighting for jobs, right? These guys fighting for their career, fighting for a spot. And uh, you get to see just ultimate competition. And sometimes it bleeds over into on-field fights and, mm-hmm. and you, you get that like saw travis kelsey in one this week oh my god did you ever i mean by like, the way, well, well, who's he fighting a position <laughs> for <laughs> brother would you just put this just stop like brother I I, well, I I love travis kelsey but stop it right. stop throwing punches to third string linebackers please immediately so that's my question to you when you go to these training camps because now you have a media pass being a commander's employee Correct. Yeah. Like you, you can go in whenever. Well, if for training camp, no, you have to have a specific credential for training. The NFL with their media policies are okay. very. But very you can have more access than the average bear, correct? If I if I asked. If yeah. you asked, okay. So when you're there, do you see a difference between the players who know they have a roster spot versus the players who are literally fighting for a job? Yeah, I mean, like you, you, sure. you notice it. You notice in the way they play, the way they carry themselves, the way well, they interact with coaches. You can notice that some. Okay, some um, pros, pros. Like I said, those guys like John Allen, those guys like Terry McLaurin, um, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are always locked in. I mean, it, it for me, quarterbacks are great because they, they. I've never seen, uh, you know, a quarterback at least, you know for Washington and any training camps that have been lackluster. I mean, these dudes are always locked in quarterbacks are, but that's what make, makes pros professional. Like Terry McLaurin, it doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. It doesn't matter who's lining up against him. He's, he's full fledged diving. He's given 110%. Um, because I, I think good cultures inspire that. And that's mm-hmm. how it should be. Um, guys who are guaranteed lock, you know, uh, lockers for game day, guys who are guaranteed roster spots, you know, that, that, those are conversations good coaches are having with these guys. Hey, you've got dudes beneath you who are fighting. Fight with them. You know, fight with them. Help sharpen them. Help help them help them get better. Okay. Um, but I, I think your question, not to sound disrespectful to anybody, but your question kind of whittles down to, you know, professionalism. Who, who's a professional? Who goes out there and, and is, is a, a good impact, not just, you know, on – you know, on the, on the people they're playing with, but just on the team as a whole, it's a culture question, right? Do, do you, do you have veterans out there that don't care? Um, or do you have veterans out there that are out there to help and, and instill a good, positive, hardworking culture into, 
um, the team. Because previous Redskins teams, um, I remember, I, I remember it was a, a, a really like big story at the time when the Patriots went down to practice and do mm-hmm. joint practices with Washington. I believe Jay Gruden was the coach at the time. I believe so, yeah. And this was post Mike Shanahan, and players on the Patriots were like stunned how lackluster. Uh, guys were coming out of the locker room, kicking soccer ball. Guys were shucking and jiving, joking, running around without their helmets on. And, you know, Patriot... You're getting the opposite polls right there. You're just getting the opposite (laughs) polls, right? And, you know, that speaks to a culture, right? That speaks to a culture. So I guess to answer your question, have I seen it before? Of course I have. Yeah, I was there down in Richmond and I watched it. Um, I will say this about our current iteration of our team. I think that the locker room is full of tremendously high character guys. Um, I, I can't I can't say I can't say that about every locker room in football, but I, I can say that about uh, you know the current locker room in Washington. So um, if you are in the D.C. area and you're looking to get out to a training camp, they do it. Go find a pass. And by the way, go on like a Tuesday, Wednesday, something during the week. Um, Saturdays are, are just going to be hectic. But the energy, man, the energy around the team, the energy in the area, um, you know, you see the high school students you know now with their football gear coming in and out of their two-a-day practices that started my brother started last week so um dude football's back man hall of fame game is tonight like it is it is back we are locked and loaded and uh we're, we're thrilled to be here uh after further review returns um as always uh my intro just gets longer and longer into the episode like i <laughs> I, I put up our intro spot like 20 minutes into the episode um but a uh, huge shout out to uh, Shawnee for being here. And, and we're excited because uh, we've got some some cool new things coming to you uh, this season. So our episodes are obviously you're going to get your Friday episode. Um, but we've been talking about um, adding a commander's focused podcast now um, show, at least on the quote unquote network for for a little while. And uh, I'm excited to announced that that is debuting this coming week. So here's how, how this is going to kind of end up playing out for you guys. On Wednesdays, um, we are going to debut a new show called Inside the Beltway. Um, it is going to be in this podcast feed. Um, it's within the network, so it's just going to show up on your podcast feed. If you want commanders-only content, Washington football content. God, I hope they change the name. So Washington football content. You're going to get it. And that's going to be on, on Wednesdays. Um, it might, you might get a couple more episodes, uh, you might get some bonus content, but it will be available here on the feed. It'll also be available on YouTube. So we're going to do that. And then you're also going to get your after further review with Sean here live in studio on Fridays during the season. Um, Shawnee, we've, we've done bonus episodes before we've done times where on a Tuesday I've called you and said, Hey, I'm going to jump on. Do you want to jump on and do it remote or Mm -hmm. if you're in the area, um, uh, spoiler alert, Shawnee is moving closer to the area. He's moving am, out of yeah. Arlington into Herndon. Yep. Oh, we're going to get into that. Um, but uh, if you want to jump on on a Tuesday, like we'll have that mix and match. But you're, you're going to get some more content, whether you like it or hate it. You're going to get it. Um, so we'd love to, to have you join us um, on Wednesdays here on the feed. If you subscribe, you're going to get it. Um, and if you know any Commanders fans, just let them know. Hey, this, this, uh, this guy's got a podcast. It's not very good, but listen to it. You'll enjoy it. Um, but I do have a little sneak preview of the introduction. Shawnee, um, do you want to take a listen to this? I do. Let's go. Uh, let's see how this sounds. WJFK, our premier broadcast into Washington, D.C. Back in Washington. Oh, that feels good. Inside the Beltway on the After Further Review Podcast Network. Broadcasting live outside of our nation's capital. It's showtime. Here is your host. My name is Forrest. Damn right it is. Connor Forrest. So there we go. I like it. That's, That's really, legit. really good. What do you think of that? That's really uh-huh. good. Here we go. And you know, I, I asked the question uh, when Connor was telling me that he's going to kind of start this week on the uh, out or inside the belt, inside the belt, inside the belt. We're saying yep. inside the belt. Um, 
And so I asked him, I said, uh, do you have an intro? And he just kind of gave me his little side eye, like a little <laughs> wink, you know? Got so that, that was my first time hearing. I'm very impressed. Good job on that. That was uh, very, very you, good. Guy. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was great. I, I'm, I'm really excited. I've been, I've been wanting to do it for a while, but um, I think on our little hiatus, it took me, um, I had to kind of picture, okay, what, what do I want this to look like? What do I want the season to look like? Um, how do I want to get content out to people? Um, and that is what we've got. I, I, I think it's it's going to be a ton of fun because there's nothing I like to do more um, than ramble on about my team. Um, so if uh, win, lose, tie, you're, you're going to hear um, inside the Beltway. Uh, like so check it. us out Wednesdays. I think it's going to be a, a, a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, Sean, join anytime. Um, but hopefully uh, over the course of the season, we'll get some some guests on. And um, if I can try to get some people from the team on the podcast, I think that would add an even better layer to it. So uh, check it out. You'll get it on the feed. Um, and uh, go ahead and tell a friend. Um, so that is that. Awesome. Any questions, Johnny? No, dude, that sounds awesome. That sounds really, really good. So let me just lay out what we're going to do today. Um, we were kind of discussing how exactly we want to this episode to play out. Yeah. Um, there, there, I mean, we, it's been a while. What did you say? June since the last time we were on air? Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably not worth us talking about stuff that happened a month and a half ago. So what we're going to do is I'm going to bring up eight different teams over the next four weeks that I'll cover all the NFL teams. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say this team and Connor is going to talk about whatever team it may be. And he's going to kind of give us a preview of what to expect from this team in the season. So today we're going to start with both the AFC and NFC East. So this will be the Jets, Cowboys, Bills, Giants, Dolphins, Eagles, Patriots, Commanders in that order Beautiful. for us talking about it. And at the end of each team, I'm going to ask you, give me a percentage that that team wins the division. Okay. Okay. So we're going to try to, we're, we're going to see where we are with potential division winners, losers, Sure. Based on right now, obviously season hasn't started. We're just going to take a look at, at, at where we are right now. So with that being said, first team is the Jets, the New York Jets. Uh, this this is going to be a different team, isn't it? This is going to be a very different team, uh, Shawnee. So uh, exactly to, to, to put a bow on your point, by the end of the preseason, you guys through this show will have gone through each team, all 32 teams in a little prep. So as we go, we're just taking bite size, right? Mm -hmm. We were thinking about, do we want to do AFC one day, NFC the other day? Do we want to do all 32 teams? So we're going to kind of give it to you in little lunchable sizes so that by the time you work your way through these episodes and we get to week one, you're going to have everything you need to know. So with that, let's start in the Big Apple. So the Jets, um, this is the offseason darling, right? This is a team that is going to probably be a fantasy football gemstone. Um, just going through the fact that they went through the biggest upgrade at the most important position in the league that you can have, other than probably the Bucks acquiring Tom Brady, this is the biggest quarterback upgrade in recent NFL history. Uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously joining uh, New York, taking over for um, former second overall pick, Zach Wilson, who has r royally flamed out in, in New York. And last year was just a disaster. But you go back to those 2022 draftees right on that offense, uh, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall at running back and receiver. Uh, this offense is going to be legit, um, very, very legit. Um, the backfield is going to be, obviously, um, with a healthy Brees Hall coming back, is, is going to be incredibly upgraded. And then you look at the receiver core, um, who they brought in, Alan Lazard, mm -hmm. Randall Cobb. Those two names sound pretty damn familiar, don't they? And McCole Hardiman from the Chiefs. That's a shifty dude. Um, that's a guy that has, uh, postseason experience in the most prolific offense in football, um, with the chiefs that said, I just am not quite sure how confident I am to say that the, these guys are going to be playoff favorites, that they're going to be division favorites. There's just so much that's changed with that team. And it really was the question. Uh, the Buccaneers went through something very similar when Tom Brady first came down. There's so much changing with that team. How is that all going to fit into, into place? I think this team is going to be very good. I think they're going to be a very difficult out. Um, my big question for them is just what I just said was, how are these pieces all going to fit in? Is Aaron Rodgers going to just resume from his all-pro MVP style season from a couple years back? 
Um, is he going to take a step back? Have we seen any indication of that? Maybe last year a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know how much that speaks to the Packers organization. It's hard, it's hard to gauge them it's based really on Green Bay. To gauge them. Um, so we'll see. I, I I feel very, very good about that Jets offense. Okay, percentage to win the division. I'm going to give them a 45% chance to win the division. Okay, let me ask you one more question. Sure. Where is the oh crap meter for the Buffalo Bills right now? What, what From one being I'm not worried, 10 being oh crap, where are they? Honestly, dude, uh, like a three. I'm, I'm Really? I am, I am not on the Buffalo Bills, and we'll get to No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm to clarify. What are the Bills looking at the Jets? What is the Bills oh crap meter? Three. Like, I, I, I'm not, I don't think they should be that worried about worried. the Jets. Okay. I, I think, okay. That, honestly, man, I, I <laughs> the Bills have, I know that a lot of their, the lack of postseason success has really hampered them. And, and, and again, I think people are so desperate to pour cold water on them because you know what happens every year in the NFL? You get the darling pick, you get the, the team that in July, August, September, everyone just oodles over. And then, you know, they trip over their shoelaces and people just are kind of like that Toy Story meme. I'm, I'm done playing with you, right? And the Bills, I feel like, are that. Josh Allen is way too good for, for anyone to just be saying, I think the Bills are in trouble. I think the Jets are just going to overtake them. Um, the Jets are also the Jets. They're, they're a franchise that does not do much winning. So I'm going to have to see to believe it. Um, the Jets have not given me any, any indication that I should just be trusting them off the bat. Okay. I could listen to this episode me talking right now in december and laugh at it but right now i'm i am cautiously optimistic about the jets i'm much more comfortable with the bills knowing um the 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 skills they have the talent they have and and obviously being led by by josh allen they've got incredible incredibly consistent regular season success it's just how does that translate you know in in the postseason um that's really going to be the big thing for the bills all right, let's move on to your favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just, I, <laughs> there we go. This is going to be negative yeah. for the next three minutes. I just ate them. <laughs> um, so this is this is going to be a, an interesting one. Um, Dallas are another team with a lot of regular season success, but but can't can't quite get it done. And, and in the big moments, Dak Prescott really did not show up. I mean, no more than that that playoff game against the 49ers where he single-handedly I think was was the biggest detriment to that Dallas Cowboys team. I think one thing that you need to keep in mind here for the Dallas Cowboys is Kellen Moore's left. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy is going to take over play calling completely. This is Mike McCarthy's horse now. Um this is a couple years under McCarthy. Um this is a really really pivotal year um for them. Um I think offensively, um, you know, you could you could say that that trade to move Amari Cooper, um, it didn't pan out, obviously, right? The hope that Ceedee Lamb was just going to jump in there and be the next Amari Cooper, if not better, it just didn't work out. Um, and their offense has really rotated around their tight ends. Like Dalton Schultz has been huge, mm-hmm. and he's gone as well. You bring in Brandon Cooks from, from the Texans, you know. A guy who's steady, a veteran, obviously. Um, but the Cowboys have done this a little bit, right, with those veteran receivers. Um, obviously, they brought in Randall Cobb. Um, so they've, they've kind of done this a little bit. And, and obviously, the, the big-name departure was Ezekiel Elliott. Um, this season's going to be very interesting for Dallas because I, I feel like we have... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've, I've watched this exact storyline for Dallas play out seven or eight different times where they come off of a very strong regular season, a postseason disappointment, and a feeling of let's just reload and give it another shot. Mm-hmm. We've seen this. How many times have we seen this with Tony Romo-led Dallas teams? Um, look, the thing with Dallas, it's, it's, I think the thing to watch is going to be how Mike McCarthy's offense is much is, is it any different from Kellen Moore. Because Kellen Moore went from being a hot topic head coaching candidate this time last year, taking interviews for head coaches, to, to being let go one calendar year later. Just shows you how quick, quick the NFL ends up moving on. Um, their offensive weapons are 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 tremendous, right? Uh, Michael Gallup comes back, and you've got Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, you, you feel good about that. Cooper Rush has proven to be a pretty decent backup. If mm-hmm. anything, God forbid, happens to to, um, to Dak, and obviously Tony Pollard is is now your your workhorse. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the, the problem is I, I think Tony Pollard leaves in free agency next year. I think, you know, I, I, I believe they franchise tagged him this year. And I, I think that's uh, I think that's very much going to be uh, a departure in free agency for them. Um, look, they went and got a second round tight end, Luke uh, Shoemaker from Michigan. Really solid tight end. Um, does he fill the boots for Dalton Schultz? Um, you lost Noah Brown, so you're losing a little bit of receiver depth of him. Um, and obviously T.Y. Hilton, who just he's just can't stay healthy at this point in his career. Um, he's obviously on the back nine. Um, I think their defense is going to get better. I think they drafted well this year. I think their defense will get better. Um, but Dallas are just Dallas, man. It's just really difficult to, to get anything more than exactly what I said about the Jets. Cautiously optimistic, right? You know, how how much do we already know about Dak and how much has Dak given us to make us feel like he's anything other than just a really good quarterback who just can't get you over the hump? Mm-hmm. Like, I just I don't know how many seasons we need to see of it before before I think otherwise. I love Dak as a person. I think he's a great leader, and I actually would love to have Dak as our quarterback in Washington. Let's be perfectly clear. Um, but is he what Dallas needs to get over the hump with with all the tools they've had and the constant? You know, they they have a little bit of the Capitals effect where they've done a good enough job of keeping their window open. Um, but it's just the constant reloading. Uh, we, we, you know, we came this close. We're going to lose a couple veterans. We're going to lose a couple good guys. We're going to patch this up and reload again. Um, I feel like I feel like Dallas are are going to take a very slight step back. I don't think they, they have the offensive um, width that they had last year. Um, but it doesn't mean that they don't have the playmakers, and I, I think they do. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I what do I give Dallas to win the division? Yeah. Uh, thirty percent. Okay. I'll give them thirty percent. That's for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, and let me just two questions. Percentage chance Mike McCarthy is fired at some point during the season, and percentage chance he's fired postseason. I don't think he gets fired. I think there's like a five percent chance he gets fired during the season. I mean, they would have to go zero and five. Okay. Jerry Jones doesn't do that with coaches. Like okay. Jerry Jones has been very consistently consistent with coaches. Um. If this season is a disappointment, if they like miss the playoffs, yeah, I think there's a 70-80% chance he gets okay. moved. Um, but I I can't I can't see anything other than um he gets the reins, um, you know, Brian Schottenheimer joins and um, you know, maybe they're a little more run heavy with Brian Schottenheimer. That's that's what he did, I believe, up in, in Seattle. Very, very run heavy focused guy. So we'll see. We'll see, but uh, you'd have to imagine that the up-tempo, speed-based Dak Prescott's going to be um, kind of the key for him in the passing game, and I think they're going to get Tony Pollard between the tackles a lot this year as well. All right, let's move on. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Again, I said this I, I said this to you before. Um, this is McDermott and Allen's sixth year working together. Sixth year. Um I think they they know each other so well. I think this system is really well ironed out. It's it's hard though because they they have a, they're obviously better than the Cowboys, obviously, um, but they haven't been able to get over over the hump. So what what happens is since that postseason and, and kind of crunch time success is not there, there's a lot of dismissing what they do so well during the regular season. Um, you add Damian Harris as a veteran addition to the backfield. Um, you add Latavius Murray as just a depth guy. That Latavius Murray is just a between the tackles, you know, third down, uh, third down back. Um, they draft a first round tight end, Dalton Kincaid, who I think is going to be an absolute menace. He's going to be a star. I think that is going to be a guy who, in fantasy, by the way, go for Dalton Kincaid if you can early um, at that tight end position. Number one, uh, round one, number twenty five overall pick from Utah. Um, they lost Jamison Crowder and Cole Beasley. They also lost Isaiah McKenzie. Those are kind of smaller outside receivers. Um, whatever in the world is going on with with uh, Stephon Diggs, um, whatever situation that was over the offseason, whatever weird drama, um, it doesn't really matter because he's the undoubted, unquestionable leader of that receiver room. Um, and you've got Gabe Davis, you know, big dude, mm-hmm. 225, 6'2". Um, so, look, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I the the Bills are my favorite to win this division. Still, I'm I'm gonna give them a 55 percent shot to win this division. Um, you know, you you already you've got you're gonna go into the season with locked and loaded at that tight end position. Great tight end in Dawson Knox, 
a great up and coming, I think, stud in Dalton Kincaid, the rookie. Um, receivers are, are are good, and Josh Allen's you know are gonna be the best quarterback in football other than Patrick Mahomes. Um, so that offense is good. I I, I just you know I don't know, man. You 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 you've got to. I'm just gonna do the law of averages here based on in this division in that AFC East consistent production in terms of just games played, games won, st- statistics. The Bills are taking the pie yeah. every time. So I just have to go with the law of averages here, um, especially the AFC East is very, very interesting because I think the Patriots are, are inbound for a, for a regression, another regression. I don't really know what on earth is going to is going to be made of, of the Dolphins, especially mm-hmm. if they decide to make an addition of Dalvin Cook. Like, you know, how is that going to shape anything? Um, so I think when you when you whittle down the AFC East, it's it's the Bills and the Jets by default. And I just think the Bills have given us enough. To make me feel confident, 55% chance of winning the division to me. All right, let's move on to the Giants. Where do you have them? Giants are funny. They're a funny team. Um, because obviously they wildly overperformed uh last year. Um, Daniel Jones earned himself a humongous contract, and they went out of their way to 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 be aggressive in free agency, which I think is brilliant on, on their behalf. Uh they were not conservative. Um there was a lot of questions about Saquon Barkley. I mean, f- over the course of our little break from the podcast, Saquon Barkley went from we're going to sign a long-term extension to we're going to franchise tag him to I'm going to sit out the year to now I sign, you know, a one-year deal, one one-year $11 million deal for him to stay as their workhorse. Look, Saquon healthy is a star. He's a stud. Um, but I think the key acquisition for the Giants here that I think is going to make their offense incredibly difficult to deal with is Darren Waller mm-hmm. tight end from the Raiders. Um, again, I just, <laughs> we saw what Gronk did with the Patriots. We saw what Gronk did with the bucks. I mean, look at George Kittle, look at, you know, Zach Ertz in his prime, look at Kelsey out in Kansas city. When you have a stud tight end against specific defensive schemes, it's impossible to guard. I mean, this, this is a, this is a a person who can block like a lineman, who can run routes like a receiver, uh, who can catch like a receiver, uh, and who is harder to tackle than your given running back. Mm-hmm. It's just in a specific scheme when you have an, an you know a good, like right now with Washington's personnel, it, we're going up against a, a stud tight end. We can't defend it, <laughs> and that, that's just given the personnel. I haven't even talked about scheme. I haven't talked about talent. There is no tight end that's fast enough to keep up. With somebody like Travis Kelsey. Um, there's no corner that is strong enough to keep up. There's no linebacker that's fast enough. That you know, it it it, it is an ace card to play when you have it. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be one of the missing pieces in New York. New York has always had a very, very lackluster in my eyes, um, receiver group. Kenny Galladay was signed and, and he was a disaster. Um, but uh, there's uh there's Matthew coming back in. Making his appearance. Um, it's two Matthew appearances in the pot. Yeah, that's, that's good. New record. Um, but you go out this year and you get some veteran receivers. You get Paris Campbell from the Colts. That guy's a speedster. You go get Cole Beasley. That's a veteran. That's a guy who can play in the slot and play really well. The guy who retired, what, two years ago and came back? <laughs> I don't know how many times Cole Beasley retired and came back, but he's done that multiple times. Um, and then Jamison Crowder, a guy who played mm-hmm. in, here in Washington. I mean, he's he's a guy who has gone around and been productive. Um Daniel Jones does not get the respect he deserves. Uh, I think he's he's got a great arm. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great one. But I think a lot of the crap that Daniel Jones gets is is going to be it, it really does fall on the heels of the fact that the Giants have I think they've tried at times, but they just haven't surrounded him with good enough weapons. I think this offseason might be the difference. Um percentage percentage chance to win the division. What did I give Dallas? Did I give them a You give 35? Dallas a 35, yeah. I think I will give New York. I'll give New York a. I'll give them a 30% shot. Okay. I'll give them a 30% shot. I think they're below Dallas. I think they're above Washington. Um, and obviously below the Eagles. Obviously below the Eagles, right? The Eagles are obviously breaking news going to be my favorite. Um, but I think they've got enough offensive talent. How does their defense, um, how does that come together? You know, I they I mean they rushed the passer tremendously well last year. Kayvon Thibodeau, if he improves from last year, like 
you're, you're dealing with a pro bowler, a, a consummate pro bowler um, with Kayvon Thibodeau mm-hmm. and uh, Leonard Williams on the inside. I mean, they've, they've got some studs on defense as well. Um, don't don't forget them. So I think the Giants have uh, probably cut their um, rebuild time in half based on last year's progression. I think Brian Dable's a brilliant coach. So I'll give them 30%, but I, I do think the NFC East is, is going to bounce back and, again, be a really difficult division to play. All right, let's move down to Miami and the Dolphins. Where do you have them? Hard to know with the Dolphins, man. Um, but I, I think, I mean, a lot of this is going to just rotate around Tua and his health. Um, speed is is really everything with this team. Um, you look at their receiving core uh, of Waddle. You look at their receiving core and obviously Hill. I mean, they're just stars all over the place. And, and, and what happens if, again, if Dalvin Cook signs? How does that change? Tua's health has been a concern since he was in college. It's it's been his biggest concern here um, in the NFL. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater departs, uh, so you get Mike White from the Jets as your backup. Um, take the over on you know if Mike White has over under game started at like three two and a half games like take the over like your backup quarterback here with the Dolphins is going to be really important because mm-hmm. you have to imagine based on history, it's going to repeat itself that the Tua is going to uh, going to go down. Um, we obviously don't wish that you can hope he makes it through the uh, season fully healthy, but um, I, you know, they went out and got um, Robbie, Robbie chosen from the uh, Cardinals and Braxton Berrios from the jets. Um, that's a small kind of slot receiver. Um, they got Tyler Croft and, and Eric Schaubert from uh, in, in that tight end room to try to, uh, to try to really uh, bolster, obviously the departure of Mike Gusecki, who's now a Patriot. Yep. Um, you know that's that's uh, that's a big hole that they got to fill. Uh, I I just I can't really trust Tua's health. I love their weapons, but I I don't know what to make of Tua's health. I'll give um. I'll give them a. I'll give them a twenty percent shot of okay. winning the division. Uh, it's low. Obviously, I, it it could or probably should be lower. Just given the fact that the Jets are now in in a realm that we didn't think that they would be in, but um, I'll give them a twenty percent shot. Okay, let's move on to the defending NFC champion, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, so um, we'll just cut to the chase. That's to me, they're they've got like a seventy percent shot of winning this division. I, I just think I think they're the favorites. Um, obviously, um, Jalen Hurts is it's an MVP. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean that. That dude is a star, and he's going to be a problem. Um, this team kind of subtly went through um, some changes. Um, they, they they went through some changes, obviously at that uh, at that running back position, obviously with Miles Sanders departing. But the big change here for the Eagles actually is on the sideline. Both their coordinators, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen, gone. Mm-hmm. How does that impact? Right, like how how much of you know, how much of this Nick Sirianni soup that he's put together and made this beautiful harmony of all these young guys, these young coaches coming together, how much of it is him and how much of it are these smart dudes that he's he's aligned himself with? We talk about that uh, Mike Shanahan coaching tree. Um, for for years, we've talked about it. Uh, obviously, you I mean, just go through the list. The Matt Flores, the yeah. Sean McVay, the Kyle Shanahan's. I mean, mm-hmm. these, these brilliant coaches who have gone on. Um to have some some great success. Um, obviously, Nick Sirianni is not Mike Shanahan. Um, but the number one thing that happens after you have a Super Bowl appearance or a Super Bowl victory is guys just start, teams start coming after your guys, yep. coming after your coordinators, um, coming after your quarterbacks, coming after your star players. So that, I think, is going to be the X factor for the Eagles. Does their offense look much different? Does it kind of look the same with these new guys coming in? Um, obviously Miles Sanders departs. Um, he joins Frank Reich in his first year with the Panthers. They signed Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift and the Lions and Seahawks respectively. They didn't go ahead and draft anybody. Um, they just went with some veteran presence, um, in that backfield. Uh, they lost Zach Pascal, uh, but they did get Alameda Zacchaeus from the Falcons and Dan Arnold from the Jaguars. Dan Arnold's a good tight end. Um, so their offense is, is, is going to completely, uh, I, I think it's going to show up and, and, and do what it did last year. I think they're favorites to win this division. I think they're favorites to win the conference again. Um, I would hate to see it. I don't like the Eagles at all. <laughs> uh, I tremendously don't like the Eagles. Um, but, you know, I think they were able to keep the crew together um, 
post Super Bowl appearance, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are those darling parrot receiver that are that are going to be studs for years to come. Um, and I think they're good enough for for you to just get on the Jalen Hurts train and ride it and yeah. just see where it goes. All right. Uh, let's move up to New England, the Patriots, my Patriots. Uh, I, want want me, you, I want you to break this down. You for want me. me to talk about them? All right. Um, here, here's the first thing I know, or a couple things. One, the elephant in the room is the quarterback situation. Right. Where's Mac Jones? Had a good rookie year. I think people hype it up a little more than than it really was. I hear, I oh, he was great. He was good. He was good. For a rookie, he was good. Yep. Last year was not as good. Significant decline in the numbers, production, all that. This is really a big year for him. Yeah. Is he going to be the franchise guy that replaces Tom Brady, or is he going to be out in the next couple of years? Right. Um, or potentially at the end of next year. And it's, it's going to come down to his performance. Uh, the Patriots, to the best of their ability, have given him weapons. Um, we got Mike Kosicki from the Dolphins at tight end. Hunter Henry's still there. Got rid of John o. Smith, which is fine. He was really, I mean, the production was terrible Yeah. Um, from yeah, John o. Smith. Yeah, big drop off. Uh, we get Juju Smith-Schuster, who I would definitely say he's turning into a veteran if he if he isn't one already. Yeah, completely. Um, Clearly not a not, he, he is a not where he guy. was. Yeah, not where he was, but he had a very very good performance in sure. the Super Bowl if you remember that. Sure. So I, I think that's a good weapon. Brings a lot of energy to the team having a name like that um, right. up in New England. Uh, but I mean, it comes down to the schedule. It comes down to who we're playing. You ready for our yeah. first four weeks? Give it to me. Eagles, Dolphins, at the Jets, at the Cowboys. Yes. I mean, that, that's very easily 0-4 right there. It, J- just understanding where we are, that is very easily 0-4. Yeah. Not to mention after that, we have the, the Saints and then in the Raiders, which are no walks in the yeah. park either. You, and you've got, I mean, you. this is what we say with Ron Rivera's teams every year. You've got to start fast. You have you've to. Got, you've got to punch the Eagles in the face and catch them napping. Um, you've got to take one of those first two games. You've got to take one of those first yeah. two. Find a way to. Um, I, I would say we have a much better chance against the Dolphins. That is the second Sunday night football game of the of the year. Yeah. So that's week two. Eagles are going to be tough. Eagles I are going to be really tough. I want to go back to what you said about, because I, I think you're 100% right. I think Mac Jones' performance of being fine. I thought I thought his rookie year was fine. I didn't think it was. I, I think it was. It was just, I, you I know, thought it's it was so, fine. You made I, this point before. It's so hard as a New England fan because we're used to having a quarterback go out there and throw four touchdowns and 350 yeah, yards and no one or we're spoiled you've been eating caviar points. all day and then you were just given craft mac and cheese and we it's were like, oh wait a second everyone eats craft mac and cheese and is like oh this is totally fine it's not awful it's not the best thing ever so but i think i think there was a little bit of hold on behalf of new england fans I myself do. included of holding on to Oh, we're gonna have the next Tom Brady, and yeah. then it's an average quarterback. Yeah, watch, watch the the Packers are gonna do the same thing. But I do want to go back to your point of 2021, his rookie year being blown out of proportion. Given his rookie class, right? Zach Wilson, not a good start. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, we'll remember, Trevor Lawrence did not get off to a good start. Yeah, uh, Justin Fields was horrifically bad, and, and Trey and- Lance. The 49ers are desperately – I mean, they will trade Trey Lance for a bag of chips right now. They want nothing <laughs> to do with him. So I think he ended up being the one that kind of stayed floating for the longest while everyone he else started to sink. And obviously now we know Justin Fields, elite running quarterback, could use some work in the passing game. Trevor Lawrence is on his way to being a stud. Um, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance are, are probably going to get a job. I don't know, <laughs> Foot Locker? I mean, whatever. Um, so I, I, I do agree with you. I think I – think I think Mac Jones ended up being kind of the last man standing now, in terms of public persona in his rookie year. We did make the playoffs, and we did go on, I think, a seven or so game win streak midseason because mm-hmm. we started off a little rough. Yeah. Um, and then went on that big win streak to secure a playoff spot. Uh, we won't mention what happened in uh, in Buffalo yeah. during the playoffs. Yeah, it's not worried <laughs> but, about uh, that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to the schedule. I mean, we're, we're in a tough division. The Jets yeah. getting as good as they are is, is not going to make things easier. Yeah, We've historically struggled against the Dolphins, especially down in Miami. Yeah. Um, and then the Bills. I just I really don't see a scenario where we where we beat the Bills twice. Yeah, it's tough because you lose, obviously, Jacoby Myers. You lose yep. Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you well, lose that, I'm fine with that. He he was like a Johnny Smith, very unproductive. Right. right. So, you know, how does how, how does this uh, how does this all come together um, defensively? How do you feel about them? Defense, our, our defense has always been good. I, yeah. I do like our defense. Uh, McCourty retired, so that'll be uh, not just a defensive leader, but a team leader that yeah. is uh, stepping away. Overall, the defense has never been a, a concern of mine with New England. I think yeah. Bill Belichick is a good enough 
defense oriented coach to at least string something together. Right. Um, it's the offense. It's the quarterback play. It's sure. the not having weapons. It's how how is our offensive line looking? It's stuff like that that's yeah. gonna that'll uh, determine our season. But the way I look at it, I, I think we're right around where we were last year, right around the five hundred, maybe just above five hundred mark um, yeah. on the season. So I'll give them a, I mean, realistically, five ten percent chance to win the division. Yeah, it's tough. And that's, I mean, it is a knock on the Patriots, but also we got the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Uh, take them for what they're worth no, in I'm our division. You. So, um, yeah, that's where I have them. So, we talked about my team, Connor. Let's do it, baby. Ready for your team? The brand new. <laughs> what was that for? Uh, it's just it's just for my team. <laughs> oh, that's for your team. Come on, man. You got a new owner. Be a little that's optimistic. True. That's true. Who the hell am I kidding? We do have a new There you go. That's, it. that's a little bit better. And hey, now let me just mention Bailey Zappi and you'll okay. give me another yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Absolutely piss off. That's just garbage. I mean, God have mercy. <laughs> All right, commanders. Uh where are we where, where are we looking in Washington this year? Yeah, so I think Washington. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, man, you say Bailey's happy. You just, you just. I mean, that was a cat walked across my keyboard. You know you who the new one is on our team, right? Hmm. Trace McSorley. Hey, Trace, he's a local boy. He I, is I, a local boy. Yeah, yeah, I actually Trace used to throw uh, for me at at football, and I was in football camps. Oh, really? Yeah, he used to throw for me. Where did um, he go to high school? Went to Briar. Did he go to Briarwood? Went to Briarwoods, awesome. which is from my house, four minutes that way. Cool. Okay, not so, to get sidetracked, but yeah. on to Washington. What, what are we looking Washington. at them? Um, I think Washington are going to be what they were last year. Um, I think for kind of the same reason, I think they're going to be better. Their schedule is obviously much more difficult. Um, that force the first four games are, are going to be tough. Um, well, the we, first week game, one, week one that needs to be a must win. That a is a must win. It's not just a must win, Sean. We need to kill the Cardinals. We we need to go out there and, and destroy them. Um, they're going to be awful. The Cardinals are, are going to be one of the worst teams in football. I have no idea when Kyler Murray's coming back. Even when Kyler Murray was there, they weren't very good. Um, you know, with Colt McCoy there. I mean, you, you just got to go. Um, let's look at from week two on. Denver Broncos in Denver. Buffalo Bills. Philadelphia Eagles. Chicago Bears. Uh, Falcons, Giants, Eagles, Patriots. Hey, we play the Patriots. We're in New England. Um, look, I think for Washington, they're going to be the same. Their defense is going to make them a tough out, no matter what. Um that front seven, you signed to Ron Payne long-term. That front seven, Chase Young's coming back. Whatever Chase Young can give you is a bonus because he didn't give you anything last year. He was hurt. Um, that front seven's going to be uh, incredible. Um, and the secondary got much, much better. Um, you go ahead and draft Emmanuel Forbes. Um, and in your second round, you go get um, uh, Martin from Syracuse um, as as uh, as your second fiddle there. And... and and um, Kendall Fuller is obviously coming back. Benjamin St. Just is a stud. Um, that defense is going to be good. The linebackers are still a weakness. They didn't address the linebacker position, which absolutely drove me nuts. Um, you're still rolling with a weak linebacker core. Um, you're, you're going to have to count on Jamin Davis to have a step up, which, by the way, he's looking at possible jail time for driving 100 and what was it? 100 and. 100 was it 114 115 113, miles an hour yeah in a 45 which is just like what are you even doing i just lord have mercy but uh he's he's going to miss some time and and i that's that's before the league even gets involved with any sort of possible fines or suspension or any of that um the defense is, is going to be what keeps in games I think the obvious thing that everyone is just going to end up coming down on is just what Sam Howell looks like. You know, what is what is he going to be? What is Eric Bieniemy going to do with him? Um, how is his offense going to look different than a Scott Turner offense? Um, you know, you go out there and get Andrew Wiley, tackle from the Chiefs, and, and a, a couple Chiefs guys have joined us um, to join uh, some of our offensive weapons. Obviously, Brian Robinson coming back. Antonio Gibson's going to have, I think, a slightly different role this year. I think he's going to be more of a receiving back than uh, he was a college receiver. So I think he's, he's going to be more of a receiving back. Then you've typically seen him. Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin are obviously going to be um, your one and two. And then we brought in Byron Pringle uh, mm -hmm. from the Chiefs. You also brought in Marcus Kemp from the Chiefs. Um, those are two guys with familiarity, um, obviously, uh, with um, Eric Bieniemy. I uh, lost Cam Sims to the Raiders, which sucks. Cam, Cam Sims, I love. I, I saw him at Harris Teeter once a week. We talked all the time. He's just he's one of my favorite guys in the locker room. I love Cam Sims. So he's, he's going to go kill it for the Raiders. Um it's just, what, what is Sam Howell going to be um, for this offense? Is, is this going to be a Taylor Heineke-esque? 
And also, don't sleep on the fact that we signed Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a solid backup. He is a solid backup. But I, I will say this. Um, it's going to be important for, for Sam Howell to have uh, some good preseason games. Because um, if Jacoby Brissett comes out here and has significantly better preseason games, um, I would not be surprised if Jacoby Brissett started week one. Yeah. I, I will say that. Um, do so, I think it'll happen? No. They haven't named a starter yet? No. But, but it's looking... Uh, it, it is Howell's job to lose. Okay. So it, it is obviously the edge goes to Howell here. Um, we'll get way more in-depth with Washington, obviously, uh, throughout the course of the year. You're, you're going to get every angle of this team from me on our on our episodes. Um, I'm going to give them like a 15% chance to win this division. I, I Theoretically, I think their chances could be could be higher, but... I, I do think the problem with Washington is just not only do I think that they're going to be what they were last year, they might, you know, you might flip. It could be a nine and eight instead of an eight and nine. I just think the division's too good. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. the, the other teams in the division are, are too good. Um, but look, new energy, the fan base is on fire. Mark my words, man. Week one, that's going to be a sellout. That will be a sellout home game. Um, and there is a shot. Are they going to put the uh, top sections back into the city? <laughs> <laughs> there is a legitimate shot. That week one, uh, that Washington this year has has a home field advantage. And by the way, that that has not been the case for a majority of my life. Yeah. Um. So that will be surreal. That will be surreal for me to see. Honestly. Just correct me if I'm wrong, but sure. right now this season, if we're looking at kind of the overview, how it's going to play out over the next few years, mm-hmm. this is where the new ownership group is just kind of sitting back and watching. Right. Correct. Yep. This yep. offseason, make, lose, playoffs, whatever happens, we could very easily see a situation which we would call a clean house situation. Completely. You go in there and you clean it. You get rid of coaches. You get rid of staff. You get yep. rid of, I mean, I, I don't even, I mean, a lot of position. When you clean right. house at a company, that's when new management comes in and they say, right. everybody's fired. This is my boat. Your team's been acquired, right? It's yeah. like your company we're, been we're cleaning this out to make it yeah. mine. I mean, we could even see a new name. I know Magic Johnson, who's part of the ownership yes. group, has yes. has teased that. Um, I don't know if it goes back to Redskins. I hope it does personally. I hope it does too. But I don't desperately. know if that's going to happen. I, do, I just can't. I cannot see a possibility yeah. that happens. I desperately hope it does. But it, it, it obviously, I, I just can't see a way that happens. Long story short, I'm correct, though, in saying yes. that this is just an overview year where we're going to see how things yep. play out. And then we're just going to make decisions at the end of the year. Yeah, and, and those decisions are going to be Ron Rivera, correct? Yep. Eric Behenemy maybe being a head coach? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just everything's going to depend, especially with him, how this year goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're going to look at, I mean, how it's struck. I mean, really just how it's structured. Ron Rivera has total say over. Uh, there's no true real. They say there's some GMs, you know, assistant GM and GMs with Marty Herney and, and uh, Martin Mayhew. Um, but there really is no VP of football operations general manager head coach relationship we haven't had a normal one of those in forever when when, when ron came dan snyder just just you know like the queen just appointed him as everything um and he kind of <laughs> built yeah and he built the staff the way he built it it's not a normal it's not the way you normally do it the coach is also not your gm there's a reason you got a gm you got a coach and you got a vp um so yeah every aspect of this team is going to get looked at okay. and, and i think um I, I, I think there is a new energy in the building. There's a new energy in this fan base um, that I just am so excited about. But everything about this team, from the name to everything down from top to bottom, is going to be completely reviewed, um, which uh, I think is fantastic and I think has been needed. And uh, it's it's something we've hoped for for so long. Didn't think it would ever happen, and it's here. Does that include venue? Yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, completely. Um, completely. So it, it's going to be fascinating. But look, if you are a Commanders fan and you're listening to this, if, if, if you're in the area and you're, you're you know, you you care about the Commanders, you're, you're, you're going to get that. Um, you're going to get that with Inside the Beltway. We're going to debut that next week on Wednesday. You're going to get that. I will be out in training camp um, on Tuesday. So I'll get out there to training camp and I'll be able to give you guys a little bit of a bird's eye view um, of what's going on. Um and uh, and then again after further review, normal schedule returns, but uh, football's back, baby. Shawnee, Hall of Fame game, it's underway. 
I think it's time to go uh, go check this out and time to uh, go put on some weight. Need some wings. Amen to that. How do we think about that? Sounds good to me. Shawnee, thanks for coming out, guy. Thank you, my friend. When do you move to Herndon? When do I move to Herndon? October. October. Mm, early October. All right. Well, yeah. early October, your commute is going to be cut in like more than half. Well, commute here. Commute to actual work, but who cares about Don't that? Don't worry about actual work. It's the podcast that matters. It's the podcast <laughs> that always matters, baby. That is the uh, name of the game. Uh, for Connor Forrest, for Shonda, thank you so much for joining us as always. Uh, super excited that football's back. Super excited for the year to come. Uh, do not miss a thing. We are going to be getting content and episodes out for you all. Um, so make sure you're tuned in. You're locked and loaded. We will be here. We will see you next week. And as always, I will catch you guys on the other side.